Hello and welcome to Redeemer Radio's 2021 Spring Shareathon. Shareathon was a great success, but we could still use your help. Please visit RedeemerRadio.com to make your donation and please share this audio with friends and family. You are listening to Redeemer Radio's Spring Shareathon. I am Jacob Laskowski, your host for this hour, and I'm joined with members here from Huntington Catholic. Saints Peter and Paul Parish and St. Mary Parish, as well as Huntington Catholic School. Uh, we're joined by Father Stoney Steinecker, Steinecker and uh, Derek Boone, Mr. Boone from Huntington Catholic. Welcome, you guys. Thank you much. Great to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. Um, our goal for this hour is $3,500. So if you're listening at home or in Huntington specifically, please start those pledges in. You can call 260-436-9598. You can also give securely online at RedeemerRadio.com or on the Redeemer Radio app. So we are looking to get $3,500 this hour. Um, and the, just some some historical numbers here. The highest number of pledges for Huntington Catholics Hour is 43. So okay. we can try to get above 43. We can get our record for this hour. And the highest raise for Huntington Catholic is $4,700. So maybe we can shoot for that as a record here. That'd be great. Great. So, Father Tony, uh, we were just talking about how you are uh, looking forward to your anniversary of your ordination next fall, 14 years. Yes. Right? Very much so. And the start of Redeemer Radio is what you remember. The whole timeline of everything, of course, Redeemer Radio started out on Illinois Road, out southwest, and small little tiny building. And now you've grown beautifully to this um, place here with numerous volunteers and extra rooms for everyone to be in. And so I just remember how everything was growing at that same time and everyone's excitement. And then my focusing on the beginning of priesthood. And I was at St. Charles as a deacon at that time and how everything was just coming together so wonderfully. So everybody's celebrating numerous things. Right, right, right. Do you remember, you know, what Redeemer Radio was like from, from the early days? Um, a room about this big. (laughs) Now you have several rooms this big. So, Um, yeah, it was just great dreams and ambitions of everyone. And now some of you have come to fruition so beautifully. Excellent. Mr. Boone uh, at Huntington Catholic School, you've got uh, K through eight there, but also um, currently age three preschool and up. Um, What's the latest at, at the school this year? So, yeah, uh, pre-K three, pre-K four, all the way through eighth grade. So um, split up a little bit this year, but things have been going pretty smooth so far. Um, it's been an interesting, unique year, but I think we've all tried to make the best of it. And we've kind of had a cherry on top, you know, to the Sunday. We recently had a playground installed over at our primary building campus, um, which was very exciting. So it was installed over spring break. Um, the students come back from spring break. It's there. There's no mulch yet. So that was probably the longest week ever. (laughs) (laughs) They have to look at it. They can't play. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they've been on it now. Um, you know, they've gotten plenty of chances to play on it and then we get the snow. So it's been a little bit of up and down for them. Um, but you know, so far so good. So just seeing those smiles on their faces and the anticipation. And then as, as parents come in, you see a lot of heads turning, looking at something, you know, something that's nice and bright and shiny. Um, that's certainly made, you know, a very challenging year, uh, very exciting, you know, for everyone. So something, I wouldn't say that's small, but um, yeah, something that's, that's exciting. exciting. And you've got a, a busy May coming up with uh, uh, confirmations and May crowning and all that. What's, what's the, uh, how does Huntington Catholic do their confirmations down there? 
Um, well, we had we had confirmation to April 15th, I think, over at St. Mary's. So it's really neat how we do it. Um, we'll, we'll have several parishes join into one. So, you know, St. Joseph, St. Robert, St. Mary, St. Peter and Paul. Um, and it gives us a fun way to, you know, kind of really celebrate these young men and young women, you know, and that, and that milestone for them. Uh, we were able to live stream it this year, which is something, a first for us, you mm-hmm. know. So even though the pandemic, uh, despite that, we were able to kind of make, you know, lemonade side of the lemon. Um, right. Uh, the other thing uh, looking forward to May is that May crowning on May 7th. Um, just a fun, exciting way to get together as a school, something that we used to do quite often um, and that we're going to get to do it again this year, you know, just pay, pay respects and, uh, to Mary. And I think that week will end our Teacher Appreciation Week, um, which will have a fun activity every day, you know, for them just to say, look, you've been great this year. You know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, they're all rock stars, preschool through eighth grade and everything they've done for our children this year and for our families. Yeah, excellent, excellent. So um, you also have May Crowning coming up as well. Uh, what what What's unique about May Crowning down in Huntington? St. Mary's has a beautiful grotto outside, so weather permitting, we'll be out there. Um, sometimes we've had the rosary recited, you know, by our eighth graders, you know, in the church. But we're hoping this year, um, God bless us and Blessed Mother blesses us to have good weather. So Father Steve and I will be with that, uh, with our school students right after lunch. And um, again, our eighth graders will lead the rosary and the decades of it and so forth. And again, like Derek said, it'll be just wonderful that all the students can be together. Again, trying to reintroduce that normalcy that we all keep on hearing about, right. you know, in this year of a lot of abnormal things, um, just little bit by little bit getting back to that, um, enjoying each other once again. So how is the the student who gets to crown the statue of Mary? How is that decided? Well, um, it's going to be an eighth grade student. And uh, what our teacher will do is she'll just cut up names, fold them up, place them in a hat. And just kind of the only way to do it. Luck of the draw. Yeah, Uh yeah. And and something else that's really beautiful from that day is uh, students will bring in flowers to school. So, you know, every child will have a little flower if it's a dandelion all the way up to, you know, a bouquet (laughs) and I mean, it's just, it's a beautiful day and kind of a way to, it's a day that you, spring is here, you know, we're, we're paying this incredible, um, you know, tribute to Mary and it just, it, it, it's a fun, you know, spirit filled day. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, the, uh, graduations are also coming up soon. Um, what is eighth grade graduation like? Um, you know, it's, it's just something that we uh, split between the two school, two parishes each year. So, you know, we, we kind of go back and forth. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful mass, you know, followed by an award ceremony. Uh, we've got the basic planning down and essentially, you know, it's going to look similar to it has in the years past, but um, it'll look a little bit different. And I, I think all, all good things and a way to celebrate these eighth grade students um, and their time at Huntington Catholic School. Yeah, that's a, you probably weren't able to do that last year. Or were you able to in the summer? Yeah, we did, and it was it was distance, but we made it work. Yeah, you know, over St. Peter's and Paul. Was it in July, right before they went back to high school? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we had yeah. the mass at St. Peter and Paul, and then we went out onto the playground, parking lot, whatever, and put the tables out there. And each table had their own individual snacks that the that you know, they bought, and then. Individual bottled water. So, yeah, right, <laughs> so right. yeah. And when I say difference, that, that's exactly what it would look like. Everything's individualized, but I mean, it, it's still a way for, for families to get together and, you know, 
celebrate that yeah. special day. That's excellent. And how many eighth graders are, are do you have this year? Uh, we have 10 in our eighth grade classes. Excellent. Year. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And, uh, okay, what else is coming up? We've got um, – well, First Communion just happened, right? At St. Mary's, At yes. St. Mary's. And then at St. Peter and Paul. Will be next weekend, the first weekend of May. Excellent. That way, it, because there are so many families that are intertwined in yeah. smaller um, areas like Huntington. So to have two parishes, and we are only 700 feet apart from each other, which is also very unique. Um, so, you know, you might have a grandchild, but you go to this church and they right. go to that. They're they're son daughter goes to the other parish so so it's nice to have them on two separate weekends i know that at other parishes you know there's several masses where first communion is being celebrated and you can pick and choose which one you sign up for this week you know that way saint mary's was last weekend then we're the next weekend coming so yeah opportunity to not have to pick and choose which one do we go to. Right, so, right. And yeah. and but you've been able to at least for for each parish have one first communion mass rather than multiple for the spacing or Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Last year we ended up having two, one for religious ed, one for the parochial school students, but this year we are all together though. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I, I want to uh, bring our attention back towards our pledges here. Uh, just as a reminder, you can call your pledge in at two six oh 436-9598-260-436-9598 or give online securely at RedeemerRadio.com. Um, just some some incentives here to, to help our listeners know. It, it costs us about $120 an hour uh, for Redeemer Radio to be on the air. Um, and so we're hoping that throughout the Sherathon, specifically this hour, uh, that you can help us offset this cost uh, for evangelization. Um, if you send in a pledge for $120 or more, uh, you can uh, receive a free T-shirt from Redeemer Radio. And they, I've seen these shirts. They're pretty good. Actually, there's one hanging up here. It's, it's uh says, you belong on the front here. Uh, nice green shirt. So $120 an hour is what it costs us to have Redeemer Radio on the air. If you call now with that pledge, you will get a T-shirt. Uh, if you call in with a pledge of $400 and above, you can have a, a sponsor. You can sponsor a day. Uh, and this is a way you can honor your loved one uh, with a special day and honor messaging, whether it's a birthday or anniversary, uh, feast day, or in the remembrance of someone that, that you love. Uh, so that $400 earns a, uh, six on air messages on the day of your choice. And for $700, uh, that will earn you 12 on-air messages on the day of your choice. And $1,000 earns 18 on-air messages on that day. So give uh, your pledges to us now. That's 260-436-9598 or securely online at RedeemerRadio.com. We have many volunteers here at Redeemer Radio taking those calls now. Um, So please call in your pledges. Our goal, again, for this hour is $3,500. And uh, I'm feeling good about this. On Friday afternoon, we're kind of the the caboose hour. We're getting <laughs> to the end of Sherathon here. Um, so, getting back into uh, Huntington Catholic, uh, Mr. Boone, you mentioned teacher appreciation is coming up. Can you tell me what what that looks like? Yeah. So, you know, this year especially, um, you know, we had some teachers who had virtual students to start the year, and they're in class students. So. Um, you know, that's two full-time jobs with, with these ladies we're doing and, um, you know, all the procedures and guidelines we've had to follow. So, you know, I, I know the year started off especially very stressful, and I'm sure it has been. So teacher appreciation week is just a way for us to kind of simply say, you know, thank you for everything um, and offer 
something simple for them, you know, each day. So it, it seemed how a lot of things worked out. A lot of it's food based. So I don't want to feel like I'm just trying to <laughs> you know, stuff their faces. Right. Um, but we, we have a, a restaurant in town that has excellent food and we've, we've had them cater a couple of times this year. So we'll have that on one day and then just some little odds and ends um, throughout the week um, to offer just a way to say thank you for everything. Yeah. What a year to be a teacher. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it's been challenging, you know, and, and I think all of ours, I feel, have a, have a, you know, what's best for the student in, their, in the mindset. And we've been fortunate to have in person. So after the first nine weeks, I thought, well, it's it's good to have all of our students in school, not some home and then some in. And that's been helpful to get everyone back in as well. Um, but you can tell, um, I think sometimes it, there's obviously some stress setting in or they're, they're tired, but, you know, they continue just doing amazing things every day in the classroom. So we're very pleased. Yeah, yeah. The creativity level is just awesome. I'm sure everywhere, but it's just, it's great to be a part of it, to see how creative the teachers can be. And the art teacher has come up with wonderful ideas and the gym teacher, just a whole lot of different activities that will, again, wars the normalcy, but yet the creativity level just keeps on increasing day after day. So right. Yeah, um, you know, with you were back in school with everybody in August. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Um, when when you got the the notice that last March fourteenth or whatever the date was that there's not going to be any more school, um, how, what went through your mind as as a principal of a you know pre K through eight school? Well, gosh, you know, I mean, all sorts of emotions run. You know, it was our first year for our, my daughter to be in preschool. So, you know, you wanted to see that through because you see the growth as a parent, you know, socially, spiritually and academically. And you feel like they kind of, you know, got shortchanged. Um, but you're, you're just in adaptation mode. You know, luckily last year we went to e-learning um, right away or I shouldn't say right away, but we, we transitioned to that. And so that was helpful that we already had that in place. Um, just kind of helping, you know, navigate it really. And what is this all about? And, and you look back, it's funny, we were just talking about this a little, a little while ago um, with, with someone at work. And um, you look back a year ago and it's like, gosh, look how much things have changed since then. And you, you wouldn't look forward a year and say, um, look, look how much we've learned through this. Look how much we've improved on different things that we do, you know, as an educator or the overall mindset. So panic, uh, excitement, <laughs> nervousness, uh, you know, uncertainty, um, all of those motions were flooding, but, you know, we, we made it through it and tried to do the best we could for our families. And, you know, towards the end of the year last year, you know, we you know, provided different certificates, again, food to our family to say, mm-hmm. you know, enjoy, you know, yeah. thanks, thanks for all the hard work. Right, right. Yeah, I can't imagine all those emotions. finding out about that. We've got two thank yous here. We've got some pledges here from Ann Crowley. Uh, Thank you for your pledge. Uh, Is this your brother, Father Tony? Jeffrey? Yes, it is. Thank you for your thank you for your pledge, Jeff. And I'm texting my other brother because his best friend is taking phone calls right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, big brother. Excellent. Keep those calls coming in. The number to call is 260-436-9598. Or you can also give securely online again at RedeemerRadio.com. Um, Father, you know, on the flip side, you know, with Mr. Boone running the school, you running the parish, what uh, what went through your mind as you found out, well, we're not going to have public mass next week? Um, 
we had some inklings, you know, leading up to it, of course. Um, but we sent out uh, mass emails and text messages um, to individuals because we always celebrate mass at 7 p.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And so you're right. Yeah. Friday the 13th. We found out that there was no school. Mm -hmm. Um, But then on the St. Patrick's Day was the last public mass in our diocese. And so we sent out a bunch of emails and text messages to people saying that we're still having the 7 p.m. mass and come if you can. So the daily mass at a parish our size, at least, you know, maybe 20 people are there. Again, St. Mary's is right across the street, sort of kind of, and they've had a morning mass that day. So um, I would say more than 300 people are at that mass wow. on St. Patrick's Day, and which just totally shows the appreciation and the hunger and the need that individuals have, you know, for the Eucharist was very, very edifying for a priest to see that. And I worked that into the homily. I don't remember what the gospel passage was that day or anything, but I just know that, you know, bringing the two together, whatever the message was to be, and then how edifying it was to see so many people at mass, understanding that we don't know the next time that they would be receiving. Of course, the priests were all celebrating mass every single day, Mm -hmm. you know, during the pandemic by themselves. But, um, just great joy to be with the people for the last time for a while um, was very, very wonderful. But yet, you know, like Derek said, just the un- the unknown, you know, how is this all going to turn out? Right. Um, celebrating funerals in a totally different way, you know, helping individuals say goodbye to their loved ones and so forth. Um, Again, in creative ways, respectful ways. Um, there's a couple of families that we haven't, as of yet, had the opportunity to have a mass because there are so many elderly people in their family members. But we had the, you know, viewing just for family only in the funeral homes, and then go to the cemetery and so forth just privately. Um, but uh, the level of emotions just keep on, you know changing so much and we want to do so much but yet we have to pull back a little bit um, and meet everybody where they're at and that I'm going to say it's challenging but it's it's acceptable you know mm-hmm. that's how Jesus did everything right. you know, meet where everyone where they're at and then carry them as best you can with your own human weaknesses uh, of course he had none but we do <laughs> and so just helping each other to grow closer to Christ, just like Redeemer Radio. Right. So help each other and grow with each other in faith. So yeah, you know, I, I'm thinking, you know, from a from a pastor's perspective, March 17th, you're not sure when the next public mass will be. Exactly. And you know, I think a lot of people at that time were like, "Well, this will be a few weeks, and right. we'll be back." You know, um, but is it fair to say the most interesting time of your priesthood? Very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> very yeah. fair. Very interesting. Yes. So what was that like, you know, um, you know, living in your rectory, not having public mass? Like what right. What was that like? Um, it was a great 
um, privilege to be able to have a seminarian with us. Caleb Cruzy was with us this past summer, and someone just recently asked that same kind of question. So what was it like? I said, I cannot imagine being here without him, mm-hmm. without a seminarian, someone just to bounce ideas off of, to collaborate with, you know, to put all the different things in place that needed to be um, leading up to the opening, which was, of course, Memorial Day weekend. Pentecost Sunday, Ascension, all of the important high holy days of the church, um, Pentecost, of course, and um, Corpus Christi Sunday, all those were very, very wonderful times, but in a creative way, we did everything and cordoning off the pews and so forth and how will people come up to communion and yes, but uh it was a challenge, but again, it was a great joy to be able to be with everyone because it was a little odd to mm-hmm. be celebrating Mass all by yourself or with Caleb, you know, each day. Um, yeah. that. In fact, at one point, I moved myself into the sacristy because I just got, pardon me, tired yeah. of looking out at an empty pew. Mm-hmm. And then um, it was... Uh, April Fool's Day that I saw pictures of a priest who walked into his church and the people of God put their own faces on cardboard and stuff. And so they put them all into the pews to help the priest. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, hopefully we don't ever have to go through this again. And um, it was an opportunity for growth and learning and just, you know, help each other again. Yeah. 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 We have a new pledge to announce. Thank you to Daniel Weisel for your pledge. Uh, We're now up to three total pledges, so please continue calling in. You can give online at RedeemerRadio.com, or you can also call the number. We have volunteers standing by, and that number to call is 260-436-9598. So, um, Mr. Boone, did you have to become super IT uh, department chair when, when all this happened? And you know, learn how to do all the e-learning, or did that been established prior to uh, the closing? Well, yes and no. So um, I think something, you know, that we, we forget about, too, that the beautiful things that came from this pandemic and different things is that, uh, especially, you know, with the church, you know, with St. Peter's and Paul's, you know, having the live streaming now, having that capability where, it, you know, through a grant, um, you have this wonderful technology through the school. You know, uh, our Sunday visitor has been amazing to our school um and it's kind of helped us a few years back kind of help get chromebooks established you know we're not where we have enough computers to be one-to-one but they have computers in the classroom the teachers can use for resources you know anytime throughout the day or testing so that that opportunity was there um and there was a little bit of training i guess there was a little bit of experience with it um but yeah we, we had to move quick and you know which families need a chromebook which families need a device and we were very fortunate to you know kind of think forward a couple of years ago and it worked out to where um, we were able to provide, you know, devices for families who needed one, um, hotspots, different things. That's the beauty of Amazon too, is that, you know, we have a business account. We can, you know, have it shipped to this person's house. Um, so, you know, the, the the pieces were there, the puzzle, but I think putting it together was challenging. But uh, being familiar with the Google apps and different things like that, that our teachers have worked really hard out over the past few years, um, that was certainly helpful. So, all those little things that we did over the years um, kind of came to a head very quickly, you know, on March 13th last year. Yeah, yeah, that's excellent. The um, Yeah, I, I can imagine also, Father, 
uh, at the start of that, you know, I heard from some other priests saying how overnight they became television producers in some <laughs> sense. How did you navigate that? Did, did Caleb help you with some of that stuff? No, actually, he didn't. Because um, <laughs> neither one of us are technologically uh, strong. So, again, blessed with Mr. Boone, blessed with um, Bob Inger from our parish, as well as Drew Stewart, who is the adult formation director uh, for St. Peter and Paul, who is another guru of technology, but um, and Chase Oliner. So, all these individuals. Um, met with myself and Sue Meadows and a couple of ladies who were willing to canter the masses. And so, and Dean Taylor, another parishioner. So they took turns video just on their iPhone. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was uh, a, on an iPhone on a tripod. A tripod. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, we did that and that was okay. People yeah. knew that we were doing the best we could and so forth and so on. And then a beautiful grant came about through um, Eli Lilly paying up to $5,000 for installation of a true camera. The cathedral has one, St. Peter's, Fort Wayne has one, maybe some other parishes availed themselves to it. So we certainly did, and it was a great success, and you know, we will continue to do that um, live streaming. But, but yeah, it was a, a few hiccups here and there, but uh, we did the best that we could at the time. And each week, you know, people saw prog progress happening and so forth. Again, we weren't together for Easter, but we still decorated mm -hmm. as if we were. And that helped the people because we have a lower chapel, a basement chapel, if you will, for our church that we let people come in there and then put all the sanitizing things out for them to take care of themselves after each visit. But we didn't allow them to come up into the church. And so people were hungering again right. for to see their home church and so forth. And then other people would share that, hey, you know, I know you live out in California, but come see our church on YouTube, blah, 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 you know. Yeah. And so, and others that had moved away, they also, you know, got to see what the home church looked like because we just went through a major remodeling or renovation, if you will, of St. Peter and Paul's Parish a couple of years ago. I'm excited to talk about that. After the break, we do need to go. We'll be back on Redeemer Radio's Spring share -a in a moment. If you want to call during the break, the number to call is 260-436-9598. Welcome back to Redeemer Radio's Spring share -thon. I'm Jacob Laskowski, your host for the hour. I appreciate you joining us here. We're here with Huntington Catholic and representatives uh, from the school and from St. Peter and Paul Parish, Father Stoney, Tony Steinecker and Mr. Derek Boone. Uh, Father, you were talking before the break about the beautiful updates to the yes. parish. Can you tell me what went into that process, how long it took? and uh, we started planning it Labor Day of 2018 with um, a husband and wife from St. Charles that I got familiar with, and they own B&B &B Design, Blakey and Blakey Design. And so they took extensive pictures of the church, and then um, Lucy went and did all of the um, graphic art design to, okay, that's where that should be, and color-wise and everything. So... What you see now is a representation of what the whole um, rare dose of the church went through. So it was 
um, Cortisol Oak when it was built in 1865. And then they whitewashed it and put 24 karat gold on it also in places. And then that was in 2000, or 1903. They did that. And then in 1953, they whitewashed it again and put a different kind of gold leafing on it, also with faux marble. And then in 2000, our maintenance man again did the whitewash thing. So beauty was always there, but it was masked or blended in because of everything being all white. So what we've done is we introduced the faux marble, the wood grain to represent the cortisol oak, and then uh, a gold leafing of some sort um, that you can get at Michael's. It's not 24 karat gold. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but just the beauty was always there, but all of the detail has come alive by all these different highlights with the marbleization and the gold leafing and the um, faux marble and uh, wood graining. And so we completed that um, in time for our 175th anniversary, which was in June. So the planning of it started Labor Day of 18. The work started February of 19 and was done like two weeks before our 175th anniversary, which obviously is our feast day of June 29th, St. Peter and Paul. And so from there, we took a break <laughs> for a little bit. And then we continued all of those details to go on to the Stations of the Cross. And then just a couple weeks before Easter this year, we completed the project in its entirety by having the um, choir loft um, completed in that same way. So, so it, it, you were able to unveil the first part of it last June? Yeah, Ju right? well, June of 19, 2019, June, okay. mm -hmm. when our parish celebrated 175. So um, the building itself was built in 1865, but um, the church parish dates back longer than that. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. What was the goal going into, you know, doing this? What went behind the decision? Again, just returning this church to its original beauty and luster. Um, you know, so much detail was lost by uh, having everything the same color. And so um, looking back at older pictures in preparation for the 175th, we knew that we wanted to do pictorial, pictorial directory. But they've also always done um, history books for the 100th, for the 125th, for the um, 150th. But we had several left over. And so I'm like, why would we want to print a whole bunch? And maybe people will take them, maybe they won't. So we put the history book in with the pictorial directory book. So it was a two-for-one deal. Right. Mm -hmm. And so everybody wants a pictorial directory because it has the names, addresses, telephone numbers of people, as well as your own picture. Mm -hmm. And you see how people progress in age and number of family members and so forth. And so to put the history book in it together was a great idea that was given to us. And so looking back at old pictures, hey, what was that all over there with? And, you know, just understanding that there was a lot of beauty into the church, but it was masked a little bit by the whitewashing. So excellent. Yeah. We've got a couple of new pledges to announce. Um, thank you to trying to read this right. Jan Schur for her pledge, Rachel Brumbaugh for your pledge. Um, we have uh, volunteers standing by. So please give us a call 260 
or you can also give online at RedeemerRadio.com. Again, our our goal for this hour is $3,500. And right now we've got, I think, five or so pledges total. Um, If we get 20 pledges of any amount, we we have a matching gift of $500. Uh, So 20 pledges of any amount. Right now we're at five. So let's get those next 15 pledges in before the end of the hour. We'll get that extra $500. All right, so um, back back to the church. I have an, one last question about you know I personally love and and, and uh, am inspired by good beauty as I think most people are, um, and I think it also impacts the liturgy. Have Have you noticed that since since all the changes have been implemented? Um, I don't know because it's all behind me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that is kind of true that what you say because. People haven't been paying attention to my homilies. <laughs> um, it really is. It's it has a truly imp- elevated, you know, the liturgy. Um, you know, a beautiful ambo um, to proclaim the word of God at um, a very awesome, detailed altar with the Last Supper scene in the center of it, and then the cantor stand off to the side. Also, um, again. Everything, you know, blends in with each other, um, how everything is structured with the marbleization and, and gold leafing and so forth. Um, but yes, people are very much edified by um, the beauty that has been brought out. So, And St. Mary's is also a very, very beautiful church also. Um, again, we had our 175th a couple of years ago. They're going to be celebrating 125 in October. And the two churches are very close to each other in proximity, but it wasn't always um, a friendly relationship. Um, The German parish, St. Peter and Paul, and then St. Mary's parish, the Irish, you know, they had little skirmishes every once in a while throughout history, Mm -hmm. you know, everywhere, not just in Huntington. And so, you know, beautifully, you know, Father Steve, Derek, myself, and others have all tried to you know, blend the parishes together through religion, through faith, through different activities at the school, as well as, as we said, you know, first communions and the graduations and then the May crownings, just different ways to bring the parishes together. We had a picnic a couple of years ago and all these things we're looking to do in a regular basis, you know, in the future, um, in the near future. So Excellent. We've got three new pledges. want to announce those. Thank you to Larry Zimbala and Dan Schaefer. Also to Anel Cortez for your pledges. Mm-hmm. I think that puts us up to eight. So we're looking for 12 more pledges of any amount. Uh, and we'll receive an extra $500 matching bonus. And you can call us now. We have volunteers waiting for your call. 260-436-9598. Um, and, oh, we got another one as well from Mr. and Mrs. James Ditzler. Thank you for your pledge. Very nice people. Speaking of new buildings and new things, Mr. Boone, you have a big shift coming up in the next school year, right? All the students are moving from two different buildings into one. Is that accurate? Yeah. And and I think part of that, too, is, um, you know, it's exciting times for us. It's something we've wanted to do for, you know, four and a half years just to get us, you know, in in one one community. Uh, I think think both staffs at, at, you know, both of our campuses, keep them very impeccable, you know, so you come into some of these older Catholic schools and it's amazing, you know, 
I wouldn't do it, but literally sometimes you, you can eat off the floor. It's so clean, you know, in <laughs> <laughs> both of our campuses are, are that way. And just some of the things that both those staffs have done to keep, you know, a nice, safe, clean environment for our children. It's much appreciated. So, um, yeah, um, once we get into, uh, you know, one building next year, um, we'll have a study completed to say, look, you know, here's our goals for the future, different projects we're looking at. Uh, we'll gather that data and kind of help us uh, make informed decisions moving forward. But um, it's a great opportunity. And I, I think it's going to be from a logistical standpoint, a teaching standpoint, a collaboration standpoint. Uh, and most importantly, a community standpoint, um, it's going to have some major benefits for us. And and so right now, the two school buildings, are they split down in terms of the grade level from pre-K to four and then five and up? Or how, how's it currently situated? Uh, it's pre-K through five in one building. So three years ago, our, our Title I grant um, went K through five. Um, and, you know, sometimes we have older students who need those interventions for math or for reading. So we moved our fifth grade class over to allow for that. So our Title I teachers not having to go between the buildings. And then we have, you know, a more consistent middle school. So that also allowed us to have our fifth grade classroom as more of a self-contained classroom, which is pretty standard for elementary. Um, and then allowed us to have, you know, a grade six through eight middle school um, at our middle building campus. So all of those um, students in one building, um, what what are you excited about with, with that reality? You know, it, it's nice to have uh, the older students with the younger students. So in, in years past, you know, we've had, you know, grade sharing or different activities where, you know, an older student can work with a younger child, you know, and, and my daughter will be in kindergarten next year. So anytime you get that community sense, you know, they, they, those little ones, you know, quite figuratively and literally look up to the older ones to set that bar. So that that's just one example. Um community standpoint and not having to double up on things, not having to go back and forth. Um, it's going to save a lot of time. And I think, you know, a couple of years ago when we talked about, you know, different ideas for masses and stuff, you, you calculate how many minutes that you could be using the classroom um, or it could be spent in adoration or another activity that we would like to have. Um, it, it's amazing how much time that, you know, I don't want to call it wasted time, but it kind of is wasted time when you're walking in between or, you know, right could be used more effectively, I guess. Right, right. So. And, and, and the building that's that's um, they're moving out of, we're still going to be using that and, and uh, for different activities, right? Yeah, it's still in great shape. So um, a few years ago, we had some some wrestling mats, some older ones donated from Bishop Twinger that I would say were lightly used. So we were able to, um, you know, our two maintenance gentlemen over there put those on the walls to kind of reinforce our padding for the for the basketball court. It's a smaller court, so um, you get an older student uh, on a free-for-all layup. Um, there's a chance. <laughs> you know, They're no going into bones. the wall. Yeah, yeah. yeah now they have a, about a three- or four-inch thick uh, padding that they could land into. So that, that in itself has been nice um, to – just make it look more uniform, uh, just basic things that, that have happened over there. And, you know, at both campuses that have kept it in tip-top shape, I would say. There's a beautiful ministry that the two parishes have participated in for several years, Open Door. And I believe it's coming up to about 200 um, individuals that receive in the wintertime a, a container of soup and cookies and a little um, message, scriptural message. And then in the summertime months, a sandwich along with a cookie and scriptural message. And so those meals are prepared over in St. Mary's um, gymnasium cafeteria area. The lunches for the school will still remain you know, made over there. And then the ladies will take it over to the other building next year. 
And then um, the religious education classes are all taught over at St. Mary's, and that will continue. So Monday through Friday, the building will just get used for sports and for lunches. But on the weekend, it will be used in its entirety. That's excellent. And, and Father, you were mentioning before we got on today that you have a new facility as well at the parish. Yes. Um, let's see. So everything happened last year. And so I think it was around the 23rd of March, um, we took down a 14-bedroom convent that was never used except for a couple of meetings. And then the rectory garage that was cinder blocks and so forth. And so all that was taken down right when the pandemic and everything happened, of course. And then just on March the 3rd of this year, we were able to have full access to a uh, 20 by 20 multi-purpose room with a kitchenette. And our adult formation director, his office is also in that building. And our maintenance garage is there. And then a two-car garage um, for the priest, seminarian, whatever. So a very functional um, place, along with 19 parking spots that are you know handicap accessible. So just planning for the future and making use better use of the land that we have because a 14 bedroom building was never used. You know, I never need 14 beds, <laughs> but I certainly did need 19 parking spots. Yeah. So um, just. Planning better and so forth. And then we have the handicap ramp, you know, yeah. to get into the church and the button to push automatic door and everything. So everything really is falling into place. And as Mr. Boone said, you know, the maintenance men over at St. Mary's as well as St. Peter and Paul are just top notch, you know, just wonderful, extremely inventive and helpful individuals. We are up to 11 pledges now, so we are closer to our $500 bonus. Uh, if you love Huntington Catholic, please call in now and give your pledge. We need nine more pledges to get to our goal. That's 260-436-9598 or also online at RedeemerRadio.com. We're getting close there. We also have a pledge we'd like to make from the school to Redeemer Radio, so I don't know if uh, how that goes. How, Go ahead. and okay. Give us the announcement. Uh, so, yeah, we would like to pledge uh, $1,000 um, to Redeemer Radio. Uh, the message that you guys offer every day, in the morning, afternoons, uh, I think it impacts a lot of lives and I'm sure a lot of our families, too. So, um, yeah. Excellent. Well, that's great. Thank you so much for your support. And I like make, make a small donation also, not $1,000. <laughs> Look how fast they come in to get that. <laughs> All right. Again, if you want to make your pledge, please give us a call 260-436-9598, 260-436-9598 or online at RedeemerRadio.com. We're looking for, uh, I can't do the math. What's that? Nine more pledges than I think is what we need to get our $500 bonus. Um, you know, Father Tony, you mentioned that the new facility will also give an opportunity for more formation to happen in the parish. What What are you yeah. hoping to, to, to do with that? So our adult, adult formation, RCIA, whatever you phone, whatever you want to refer to it as, you know, everybody, you know, has that program and ours is growing and so forth. And But there's also other things that can be done, you know, whether it's a Bible study you know, um, form.org has many different things. Bishop Barron has wonderful things. You know, they're all online and so forth. And so 
there's a large screen TV and so forth in there and the computer accessibility and so forth. Actually, next week on Wednesday, we'll be hosting eight different priests um, from the diocese, from um, Catholic Leadership Institute um, that the bishop is working with, with some of us parishes. And um, so we'll be hosting them for a fraternal um, meeting. And so just having the opportunity to meet um, and gather in one place that's you know convenient to everyone. It's right off the parking lot with a kitchenette and so forth. And just being able to have that um, rented out for whether birthdays or retirement parties or graduation, small event. You know, there's a playground right outside the door and the parking lot's so handy. Um, just offering a way to build the community together. You know, it is a playground for the school, but it's also for the community as well. As um, the church is, uh, you know, your parish in particular is starting to welcome back more and more parishioners back into the pews. I know my parish, every weekend it seems to be a little bit fuller and fuller. I realize I have to get there more than 30 seconds before mass starts right. if I want my spot. Um, what, what's what's that like, seeing the church fill up every, every weekend? So here's a spoiler alert for anyone that's listening um, from St. Peter and Paul's. Um, so next weekend, not this weekend, but next weekend. And the Blessed Mother side of church on that side aisle, those will all be removed, the the ropes, if you will, cordoned off. And um, But the rest of the three sections of the church will still have every other pew um, because each Saturday night mass is around 125 people, the 8 o'clock mass is around 100, and then the 1030 mass is approaching 150. And it is getting a little creative. You know, you never want to ask somebody, well, could you move over there? Because this family <laughs> has four people. You know, so this way it will just open up a few more pews. And we do have the lower level of the church um, that it's reserved just for those that have the immune deficiency or, or don't feel comfortable going back into the large church. And then we have the TV there as well um, because we do live stream the Saturday night mass. So anyone can pick that up at home or they can watch it um, on the screen at the 8 o'clock or the 10.30. So everything's pretty much timed the same time. And then a deacon candidate, Roger Denius, um, you know, takes communion to those individuals that are downstairs at the Mass. Excellent. We've got uh, some more pledges to announce here. Um, Debbie Scheiber, thank you for your pledge. Um, Gianna Laskowski, my daughter, she made a pledge. Oh, thank okay. you, Gianna. And Derek Boone, Mr. Boone, thank you, of course, for your uh, and, and Huntington Catholic for, for your contribution. Me, yeah. And Father Tony, of course, uh, Jackie and Dan Schaefer as well. Uh, thank you for your pledge. If you want to pledge, we just need a few more to get to our $500 bonus goal. Uh, give us a call at 260-436-9598. That's 260-436-9598. Or you can give online at RedeemerRadio.com. So keep the calls coming in. Uh, Mr. Boone, as you start your, will it be your fifth year as principal next year? Yeah. Yep. Um, what, what, what would you say is your, your hope for the coming school year next year? I mean, maybe that's a little early. We're still in April. <laughs> but if, if you've thought that far ahead into next August. You know, and we have. I think you're always planning ahead. So I think starting off as normal as possible, you know, um, 
w whether that be in the classrooms um, and just being able to add some more activities back into the day to make it feel like, um, you know, a normal school year uh, again for the kids. So fun, fun things to do. Uh, obviously, activities that are faith based. So having the two masses next year uh, with our entire school will be wonderful um, to add that back in. I would say the other thing is just that we come together as a community, you know, to start next school year as well. Um, it's important, especially, you know, with everyone being together, that we, we work together. Um, we're, we're one, you know, kind of solid community. And we focus on what's best for, for our students, uh, you know, for the church, maybe not in that order, um, um, but but to how, uh, how to kind of band together and, and work together as a community. I would say those two things in general. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we are coming to the, the end of our hour. We've got a, a current total of 14 pledges. Um, we need six more pledges in the next two minutes uh, to get our bonus $500. Please give us a call right now, 260-436-9598 and RedeemerRadio.com. Remember, it takes $120 per hour for Redeemer Radio to be on the airwaves. And Redeemer Radio is doing incredible work for the new evangelization in our area. Uh, and you can still call after the hour to help us reach our goal of $3,500 if you can. Uh, again, six more pledges is what we need. The number to call is 260-436-9598. Father Tony, any um, wise parting words as we close out our hour? Well, I think any man that is in the doghouse or whatever should probably do that $400 thing. And I, I looked at my calendar and Valentine's Day is on a Monday. So maybe they should do that for their spouse. So or anybody that's in need of, uh, you know, offering thanks to God, which all of us are. You know, what a wonderful, you know, $400, you know, to know that you're sponsoring a whole entire day of Redeemer Radio and the good news of God to be given to everyone. That's excellent. Again, you can still call. It's 260-436-9598 or RedeemerRadio.com. Father Tony, would you mind closing us with prayer to end, end our hour? Honored to. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, continue to bless the good work here at Redeemer Radio. Bless all those who have given this week and all those who are about to help all of us to share the faith beautifully and boldly and with charity. All this we ask through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Mr. Derek Boone, Father Tony Steinecker, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having us today. Thank you for listening to this hour of Redeemer Radio's 2021 Spring share Please keep us in your prayers, and if you're able to support the mission, visit RedeemerRadio.com to make a monthly or one-time donation. And if you're looking for more great podcasts, check out SpokeStreet.com.